Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. Welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love, and thank you all for joining in. Welcome, welcome to February, and we are today, as we explore, I'm I'm honored once again to be sharing um, various facets of sacred sexuality and consciousness, and things that maybe sometimes we feel a little shy about talking about, or less connected with. But each show, we're going to include meditations, discussion, education, awareness on facets of our sexuality and consciousness that we don't get that chance to openly explore. So here's that space. And stories of my own path weave in there, things of what's alive and in the journey. And I invite you to sink in. And if you have questions or invitations, things for future topics, do reach out. You can find my information at leslieblackburn.com and, and tell me what's on your mind. You can also find me on the various love forums of Facebook and Instagram and such. And I encourage you to reach out. So with, with that, I am going to have us once again settle in and get into our bodies as we arrive on what is here, a very snowy February morning. Let's begin by turning our awareness inward, noticing our bodies, our breath, being here in the moment. And what's it like to really meet our experience of being in this body? And feel for a moment your sense of support, the way you're seated on the earth, through the structures of the space you're in, down through the foundation of the floor, and invite a spacious sense of lengthening through your midline as you allow space down through the crown of the head, the centers of the brain, the roof of the mouth, the throat, down through the back of the heart, the diaphragm, the belly, deep pelvic bowl, pelvic floor, sexual center, feeling our connection down through sit bones, pelvic floor, leg bones in the hip sockets, knees, lower legs, heel bones, soles of the feet, and tips of the toes, allowing our root system from our feet and our pelvic floor to spiral down through the foundation into the soil of the earth, past the water table and into the deep center of the earth, wrapping around the central core 
and delighting and feeling what it's like to be here in your body, noticing sensations. An acknowledgement of one of my teachers, Z, who inspired this particular style of grounding, which I have found to be such a powerful piece of my own journey over the past many months. And gently widen your awareness to meet the space around you, maintaining your relationship with you as you gently notice the relational space around you. And come back into opening your eyes and being here now. Mm, So as we explore today, we are going to continue with this journey of being in a body with a topic that I'm going to invite today, feeling really good about feeling good and how we're changing the world. So feeling really good about feeling good and how we are changing the world through that. This has been a a bit of what I'm noticing as I sink into my body and get clarity on what I'm sharing, how I'm sharing. This theme came up. And what I realize, it's this path. It's a path of pleasure. It's a path. Sacred sexuality to me is a path of can we listen to pleasure? Can we listen to and feel and invite ourselves to feel good about feeling good? That many times in our culture, we've shut this down. We've shut down ways in which we're, oh, you know, I'm not allowed to really feel good. Or we disconnect from our bodies to feel good and we seek it outside of ourselves. Can we instead stay present in our bodies and invite pleasure to guide us, to guide us into the places that are resisting love, guide us into the places that are holding old information that may be ready to reveal or to go a new way. And listen deeply to our bodies as a spiritual sexual compass, as the guide for stepping into our sexual freedom and liberation and therefore then our activism in the world. Like our sexual liberation and freedom and pleasure comes from such a deeply rooted place of remembering who we are that when we feel so good about feeling good, when we allow ourselves to feel and connect with the planet again, we, by nature, have to change the way we're relating with the world. And sometimes it's the way we're relating with the world that guides us into that place. And yet what I'll invite is they're very intertwined. And I'm going to start with a little bit of background on that. So if we back way up, you know, I'm personally a, a white person, right? I have a lineage of uh, Western European um, that, you know, co- colonized, that came over to North America and colonized. And that's a prevalent piece of, of North American culture and definitely not the only piece. But sometimes there's pieces of that that aren't so 
have, have disconnected, I'll say there's been a rift. There's been a rift in many of our cultures, in many of our lineages of what's it like to really care for our connection with the earth and the planet and each other and our relationships and our bodies and listen deeply to them. And that rift has caused, in my view, a great deal of damage. And that that's really what it comes back to is that each one of us, no matter our culture, no matter our background or lineage, if we go back far enough in our ancestors, and this has been really alive for me quite recently through the work of Daniel Four, um, that we this this realization that if we go back far enough, we can go back through our ancestral bloodlines into places of recognizing and acknowledging well and kind and fully resourced and vibrant ancestry that is really deeply connected with relating with the honoring of the relationship with the earth and with all people, with all peoples, humans, and the ones we relate to in the 3D world, animals and plants, and the people that are non-human, the people in the realm of the other, the, the people that are the beings of animals and plants and earth being, and, and that we can relate in these spaces and reclaim the right relationship with, with the land, with all of these beings, with each other as humans. And in fact, I'll invite, as he does, like as we heal, as we mend, as we support the reconnection of our disconnection with the land, with earth, with nature, with right relationship with all beings, that when we see that, when we come from this place of kind, aware, clear, loving intention in our relationships and reclaim and rebuild that, the natural etiquette of relating, then we can't do some of the horrifying things we're doing to each other in our culture. So that in fact, as we meet this and do our own personal healing, that we, that we can, as Daniel describes, that we can claim support and really receive, not only ask for support, but really receive it from our ancestral guides and from the guides of the realm of the other, spirit is how I relate to that, that we can reclaim and ask for support and allow ourselves to receive that support in that healing. So because our ancestors are actually really want our support in, in healing and, and, and cleaning up unfinished business. And it's through working together as a network of connected beings that we're, we, can shift, we can shift the things, the rifts in our lineage, the rifts in our current day society that we can now heal through healing and connecting with our own being, our own body, and the way we relate. So that we really together do co-create a culture of love and respect for ourselves and our bodies and each other and the planet. And this is powerful work. The presencing, the bringing that presencing of intentionality and sacred intent 
to our lives, including, and this is the piece that, that I want to expand into, this is including our sexuality and our power of connecting with our bodies, that we can't leave that part out. That in our cultural healing, in our activism, we can't leave out pleasure and feeling good about feeling good. Because it's these very things that support our being to feel and reconnect and really know our connection with our own body so that we are present for and can relate to these other beings and reshape and rebuild, heal, love, connect. So it's this sense of like knowing that we're, we are love. Can we return to love? Can we return to that loving remembrance of who we are and the support that we all have all the time, 24-7 from that realm? And this came through to me personally very viscerally, literally yesterday. I was having a total ecstatic experience of attuning to, can I invite my ancestors well and kind to step in and feel and be present with me? Again, inspired by Daniel Forrest's work. And as I did that and relaxed open and I realized the teaching that was coming through, I asked, you know, what, what is my growth edge? Can you show me what my growth edge is? And the invitation of my growth edge was like, allow support. Not just ask for it, but once you've asked for it, actually allow it. And I realized sometimes I rush through that part. In 3D world, certainly with, you know, uh, as I might ask for other support from other humans and the way I create that, which has been changing and deepening a lot in this past year. It's so great. And though what really came through was, you know, my connection with the realm of other and spiritual connection and my own personal sacred sexual shamanic path has been one very much of connecting with this realm for many years now since I woke up to see it. <laughs> I didn't see it for many decades of my life, but once I woke up, to see it, then building and creating that relationship has been now a couple of decades of my life now. And what I realized yesterday as I sat with, can I really invite not just spirit, spirits of the, of the directions or, or spirit guides or animal guides or these ways that I've related, can I also invite in my kind and well ancestors? And that's been less available. I've had only a small relationship with, with kind of a very small subset of what that means for me. Um, it's been super potent and powerful, my grandmother. And um, the wider view that there really are people of my lineage, even though there's places and ways that I look at my lineage and go, Ugh, you know, I've had disdain for it or I haven't wanted to be from there. And so this rebuilding of my own connection with my own lineage is really waking up something quite powerful. And what came through really viscerally was in this space of like, okay, can you show me my growth age, growth edge, feeling that growth edge. And then feeling the sense of, okay, it's, it's about letting in support. Like, oh, yeah, trust, let in support. 
so that I'm not just asking for it, but I'm actually pausing to allow, yes, to myself to receive it. And I had this powerful, ecstatic experience of right here, right now in the moment, the tingles of yes, that I'm connected here in my body, rooted with the earth. And yes, I feel support from the earth, from my ancestors, from my guides. And then I'm allowed to feel it. And I have this overwhelming, tingling, ecstatic, pleasurable sensation that was like lighting up my whole body and lighting up my midline, the pathway through, feeling my nipples like really kind of flow and uh, sparkle, like open, that that's a real sensation that, you know, we can feel shy about even saying that we're feeling. And yet here it is, it's true, and it's a feeling, and let ourselves feel it. Can we feel that pleasure, feel the delight, and trust it? That yes, the earth, our ancestors, the planet has got our back. Even when we haven't felt that maybe in our humanness. And that we can bring them together, that by letting ourselves feel it and trust it, we're actually, that's part of what's building and creating it in our humanness. It's part of what supports the healing here. So following pleasure as a path of healing and reclaiming the remembrance of being a part of this body This is so connected with our sexual energy and yet is so much a full life path. So it's both, right? It's this both as I walk the planet as a human, I'm a whole human. I'm a whole being. Sexual energy being a really important part of that. It is sexual energy that created us, that brought us here, that invited our soul into our body to begin with. And it is sexual energy and eros that is like the path of reconnection of that connection which in different words is something my teacher Z offered which was such a beautiful way to see that you know it is the path of remembering who we are and tethering back deeply into this body letting ourselves meet our arrows and our power and our sexual sovereignty and choice so when we do this when we meet all this for ourselves how can we how can we possibly then think that building a wall for example or creating division between people anywhere is okay to do how how do we think that when we want to hold the space of coming together and loving connection that that's through our remembrance of reconnection with the planet and each other We aren't individual beings. We are profoundly divine, sovereign beings, and we are connected in our choices and our relationships and our accountability with each other matter. So we're going to explore this in even more exploration after this short break.
You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, February 19th, 2019, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Yay, my love. Thank you. And I want to take a moment to acknowledge, and um, I invite you to come back on here. Yeah, like, so as I'm seeing snow on this day in February in Michigan, what are you seeing? I'm seeing sunshine. It is 75 degrees on its way up to 84 today. Uh, I am uh, calling in from a campsite uh, outside of Tampa, Florida. And uh, Mm -hmm. there are ducks here, and the leaves have begun to fall. It's (laughs) very different. Yay! Thank you, my love. My love. Yay. (laughs) Awesome. So as Dixon is enjoying divinely warm weather and I'm in much, much colder weather, it's so sweet to know, again, that we're all here together, connected, and wherever you are, feeling into your body and what you're noticing, whether you're noticing joining us here live or in the archives, We each are meeting our world in unique ways and feel how we are all here together. So as we continue, this is this journey of feeling good about feeling good and how that changes the world, you know, how we are changing the world as we meet that. So there's this way I've, I've heard some, you know, I've felt it like this, sense of being selfish if I feel good, you know, I couldn't possibly feel good, you know, while others are suffering, or I couldn't possibly um, treat myself to something that my body really is saying an authentic yes to. And I, I invite that as opposed to the places of resistance or wounded yes, that's trying to fill a hole or or fill a need that was unmet in some unhealthy way. But that the authentic journey of feeling and connecting with our pleasure is, is this path of healing for the planet and can't do it alone. You know, we can feel our journey and our path solo and letting other humans in, letting other animals in, letting in support. This is something that I've felt pretty viscerally for some years around that I, I didn't do at first. So my own journey, I um, grew up in a situation where um, I had a couple kind of intense things happen in my childhood. And one of those was the, the divorce of my parents. And that felt really hard for me. And it was a time when I watched the way I saw my mother respond um, my perception as I saw her was that she felt a sense of um, hopelessness and like not being able to do it herself. Like I sensed her in sort of like despair. Um, 
I'll let her speak her own story of how she actually felt through that time. And as I saw that as a little being, I made a promise to myself and went, oh my God, like I, like I can't, I can't let that happen. You know, so now as my dad's leaving and, and she's feeling my perception of this despair and like she can't do anything right and like she can't even do small projects. And I'm, I'm like, well, then I'm never going to let that happen. So I'm just going to do everything myself. I made a vow. It's like I made a contract in that point that I'm going to do it all myself and I'm not going to let anybody in and especially not a man. So it was the story I wrote and it was the contract I made subconsciously. Um, it, it, you know, I just, I felt myself, I can reflect back and see it. And then some years later, my first love and I broke up and it was a really, he broke up with me. He broke up with me and it was a really intense time for me. Um, I remember being really devastated and, um, and it was like, I had grasped at him, which I didn't see until much later. I grasped at him to fill this hole or this need of emotional connection that I just felt like I wasn't getting anywhere else. And so as he left, it, it just left this gaping hole that um, I wasn't resourced to see at the time that I could meet for myself. And so this huge depression hit me and I was like just tanked. And I remember sitting in the 200 wing of my high school with uh, jeans and a really baggy sweatshirt and way too much black eye makeup and sort of staring down at my shoes that were too small for my feet. And this hole starting to form at the end of the toe that I'm kind of like kicking at or trying to hide. And I I had this a moment of recognizing like, shit, this hurts so bad. And a moment of recognizing that, oh, if I numb out, then it doesn't hurt so bad. And so I recognized and I made a second contract, like, I better just numb out and then it won't, you know, won't hurt. So I made a commitment to not feel. So I put those two things together. Don't let anyone in and don't feel. And I built the walls. And the walls persisted and built and got stronger over the years as I really fought to run my body and not listen, but to um, push, 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 drive, drive, drive. And what that meant was when you numb out to the pain, you're also numbing out to all feelings. So where's the joy? Where's the pleasure? Where's the happiness? Even the sadness, the grief, everything numbs. And it wasn't until many years later after a spiritual awakening that I started to recognize these contracts I had made and the walls I had been building to myself, the walls keeping people out, the walls in which I wouldn't open my heart, I wouldn't let in support, I would just force myself to do it all myself. And I did damn good in a sense with that. Um, which is part of it, right? Like, oh, look, I can succeed at this. Well, that works for certain things that you can put on a list and create, you know, a goal sheet for. But when it comes down to having a baby, it doesn't work that way. And that was the next thing on my list. I'm just going to have a baby, right? And it'll be all better. And as I tried with my husband at the time and I were trying to get pregnant and we weren't able to get pregnant and we we're going, we're thinking, well, geez, if I just have sex on the right days, you know, it's all going to work out. And it wasn't working. And we go to fertility treatments, which is the only sort of route we knew at the time of possibility. There are many more, by the way. Traditional medical fertility, Western medical fertility was quite a process and its own sense of trauma uh, later. 
but the, then I went through and kind of fought fertility treatments and okay, those weren't working. And then we get pregnant and then yay, we get pregnant and I miscarry very early. So there was a grief and a time of like, okay, well, we'll just move past that pregnancy. And I kind of hurry up through that grieving process and then, okay, we'll just do that same thing and it'll work and we'll, we'll get pregnant. Right. And it didn't work. So it wasn't until my body just collapsed, like at the end of the track, crying in tears as I was running with buddies at about 5 a.m., some early summer morning, when I went, I just can't do this anymore. And I, I said, I, I release this. Like, I can't do this anymore. The side effects of the fertility treatments were too intense, and I was just done. And I gave it up. I released it. And I cried, and I grieved, and I cried, and I grieved. And and I let it go. And I stopped the tracking. I stopped charting all of my basal body temperatures in Excel spreadsheets. And I let it go. And it was about a month later, that short of a time, I don't know exactly how long because I was no longer tracking, and my daughter showed up that I was pregnant. And it was so powerful and such a big awakening for me to see, oh, wow, this actually isn't about running life or pushing or driving or forcing. I had been living in the corporate heteronormative culture, the white culture of colonialization that says, well, let's come in and fight our way power over so that we can take over control and then just do, do, do acquire. And um, that's the world I lived in. Finally, that day, the crack open happened the, that morning on the track where I realized I couldn't keep doing life this way or I wasn't going to make it. And slowly over time, my eyes woke up and I was able to see that like, there's a whole other way here. My daughter was born and I moved through lots of layers of what that was like with birth and early mamahood and so grateful to have her here. So, so grateful. And she's taught me so much that it really became like, what's it like to let myself listen deeply to my body instead of run it so hard? Listen really deeply and meet it as a guide. Connect with my body and my connection with source and spirit and the realm of the other, the mystery, whatever it is to you. In many ways, we relate with this numinous realm, this realm that we don't touch and see with our traditional senses. But the words aren't what's important. It's how do you sense it. So as then I opened that up and started listening and then unpacking the stories around like ways in which I had told myself and trained myself to not feel. And that included everything, including pleasure. So this journey of unpacking that story and unwinding it from my body has been what's enabled me to refine my voice to even be able to speak about this stuff right now, to share about it as, a, as an offering, not as a, oh, look what I did, but as a way to say, yes, it's possible to move from bound up, stuck, feeling like life is just not working with you, <laughs> feeling like it, it just sucks to be alive, stressed out, out of control, or hyper in control, I'll say, that it's possible to move from that to move from that to a place of ah, free, spacious, alive, vibrant living. It's connected with your work in the world and your love and your passion 
that you don't have to compartmentalize yourself and be different people to different people, (laughs) to be different people in different places of your world, that yes, it's possible to claim your whole free, vibrant, sexually sovereign self. And not only is it possible, I'll invite, it's what we're here to do. They're reclaiming and remembering of who we are and our capacity for feeling good about feeling good is back to what I said before. It's that self-individual healing that supports the consciousness shift for the collective healing for this planet. And that we get clearer as we meet our individual healing and our individual journey and path, we get clearer on the way we are to bring that service to other people in our work in the world, in our relating, in our activism, in, in whatever pieces it is, we get clearer on that when we're clearer in our vessel. Our body is a vessel for our very being. And by listening and unwinding, it becomes clearer, becomes more capable, a stronger, more resilient conduit of that very being you are and your connection with what you know is your truth and your capacity to meet that truth and to offer it through your body as a creational birthing of like this is something your unique offering you are the only one you can who can do you so well what's it like to meet that power of you and bring it into the world in ways where you feel safe and clear and present and supported to offer it. And in times when you don't, knowing where your edges are, where your limits are around what is safe and good for you, around how you express. Because it's a balance. Is it about blasting our tender little gut bodies open to be ripped apart to shreds? No. And I've, I've felt myself do that, you know, pushed myself to points of like, this feels so re-traumatizing or terrorizing, and it's not that. I invite we can gently meet the needs and wants of our body because our bodies know, always, know and always are moving towards the best state of equilibrium of our presence here that brings us closest and, you know, continually on the arc of our fullest possibility, optimal health, optimal wholeness. So even if we are feeling like, what, but why do I have this broken leg right now? Or like just trusting that our journey is supporting us in the best way it knows how to limit the impact on our system. So things that happen, happen to support us. The universe is actually in coercion, collaboration, collusion, whatever. It's collaborating to support us, believe it or not. Yes, And our willingness to see it and trust it and relax into that flow of it rather than resist it, fight it, or try to hyper-control it, all of which I can speak from a lot of years of experience having tried to do, it's painful and it doesn't work. So not only only does it not feel good, but it it isn't effective. Forcing ourselves or driving ourselves into a life path we think we're supposed to have instead of the one that is our true calling and being, the very nature of of who we are, is like crazy making. <laughs> it's like saying, "Well, I'm 
person, but no, not really. I, I should be that person over there. Well, wait a minute. You're this person. Let you shine through. So this comes back to healing this rift. The rift of what's it like to notice and be with um, the way that we've disconnected from the planet. So rather than being in our disconnected place, what are some practices, some ways we can reconnect and plug in? And in that rebuild how we're holding space for ourselves and other beings. Because when we know that all life is sacred, we can't meet it with anything other than loving care. And that's not what's happening right now. So ways that I've noticed that have been super valuable to me over my time, you've heard me talk about bare feet earth. Like those of us who live in corporate suburban areas where you're constantly, and I know many of you are, right here where I live, all my neighbors, everyone around me, we're all in this, that we're in, we're, we're in this place where we're constantly inside you know, we're, especially this time of year, we just, we stay inside. We stay inside of structures. So we're inside cement structures, sometimes not anywhere near the ground, sometimes on, you know, many levels up in tall buildings. And even if we go outside, it's with big, heavy rubber snow boots that are totally isolating us from the ground. We walk on decks and driveways and cement and concrete and we get in cars that are isolated from the road through rubber tires and then we get out and we walk on much more cement and concrete and we go into another big building and and stay in there for the day sometimes without even natural light I'm just speaking from my own personal experience back in my corporate days many buildings I was in for many of those years zero natural light like no windows to be seen and Stay in there all day. And then in, in the times of year where we're in the dark days, holy cow, never seeing sunlight. Leaving in the morning in the dark, going inside a building in the dark, coming out of the building in the dark, and walking back again isolated from the ground, back into a car, back home to go into the house and watch a bunch of screens and see all this, this sort of fake electron stimulation and then try to go to sleep which is often broken and disconnected because we have no connection with the natural earth rhythm of the sun and the moon anymore. So what's it like to break that cycle? And even if it's only a part of that cycle, how do we deepen our breaking of that cycle? We all have facets of this. So letting ourselves, well, we all in this culture that I'm naming right now, not all peoples everywhere on the planet Live like this. Break the cycle. We have to disconnect from the screens and the uh, media and reconnect, re-plug in, let our roots re-establish a new growth and resiliency with the planet. And I'm telling you, if there's nothing else you take away from any of the things that I offer in the world, this is the number one thing that has changed my world 
in ways I would have never known how to name early on, but is reconnecting with nature and the planet. So that includes tangibly for me, at least once a day, two or three times a day, often many, many more. I'm going outside with my bare feet. Yes, even in the snow. In the snow, I usually wear a pair of socks and maybe two layers of socks. And even in the coldest and most intense times, I wear um, a little moccasin called a muckluck that has a natural skin sole and some cotton yarn upper. But it's natural fibers, natural connection. So I still have the connection to the earth. I invite you to do this, to open and allow and remind yourself of your relationship with the planet. And I'll invite add in, as I recently have been, an awareness of your well and kind ancestral lineage that's here to support you. Let yourself plug in and remember. This to me is the foundation of everything else. Because as you do, there's a way in which I notice you can't stop, you can't start to really feel a deep connection and relating and then live in a life where there, where you're creating division. It's a natural part of who we are. We don't survive without the electromagnetic connection with the planet. If we even just look at it scientifically, things break down when we leave the Earth's atmosphere. There's been studies released from you know, decades and decades ago of early astronaut travel that once they left the Earth's magnetic atmosphere, the field, if they were gone from it from like two, I think it was right around two weeks, the memory started to erase because the nature of our being and who we are and how we function and how we stay online is dependent on the earth and her structure. So reconnecting. And then I'll invite reconnect with your people. Who's your chosen family? Even if it's not your biological family, Sometimes many of us have biological families where we don't feel safe or we don't feel supported or nurtured or held. Okay, so then establish your support network and connection where you do and notice how you can meet some healing, perhaps without even directly involving those bio family members. You may just notice that it starts to shift as you heal and meet your needs letting ourselves do this. And, and this is like, I'm not just saying this is a tiny little sliver of the population that I'm talk to, talking to that have been super traumatized in our past. Yes, there are, there are those. And like, this applies to like nearly all Westerners. What's it like to claim and reclaim our connection? So it's a wide invitation to really look and see the way that you've you could invite a deepening in connection with the planet and then a healing and a reconnection, what I call recreating our relationship with our own sacred body, how we relate to our own body, as well as how we relate to other humans and animals and plants and the earth and each other. It's one step at a time, loving ourselves and Acknowledging the sacredness of all life. When, this, when we do this, things like walls that we build around ourselves will start to crumble. And things like walls that we think might need to be built 
on some imaginary line on this planet that says somebody is not the same as or shouldn't belong is frankly bullshit. It's going to change because we can't have a space of seeing and acknowledging inclusiveness and unitedness and honoring that all lives really do matter. We can't really honor that and type of division. So I invite us, let's claim our path of feeling really good about feeling good so that we can change the world because we are. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie Blackburn has a detailed website where you can find radio podcasts, videocasts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing list, sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Announcing Leslie's new leadership program for those that support others' sexual empowerment. The program is titled Claiming Your Sacred Sexual Shamanic Self, and applications are open now. See details at leslieblackburn.com and fill out the interest chat form so she can have a conversation with you about whether this is the right thing at the right time for you. Leslie also offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Zoom, Skype, or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. There are also options for home study practices. Sacred sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The best way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. Reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements. More information at the website. Also, if you like what you heard today and want more, there's a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. See all details there again at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Thank you, my love. And thank you all for joining in, whether that's live here now or in the archives in, and in the replay. Know that we're all here connected, that the transmissions and possibilities that I'm offering and that we offer together are available to us all. So feeling once again back into the body, I want to invite, what's it like to bring our intentional awareness of our power of sexual sovereignty and choice into our self-pleasure practice to create 
this loving touch of feeling really good about feeling good into self-pleasure, into masturbation, and invite it in a different way. That maybe that one way you know around touching your body that's very familiar, that drives towards a particular outcome, to release that, to give space for cultivating arousal, pleasure, and desire as a curious, like be curious about it. Can we create it as a path, as a journey, not a destination, and let yourself feel good about touching your whole body, feet and legs and arms and back of the neck, stroking down the backs of the thighs. Let yourself claim your power of self-touch as a journey of self-realization. And notice what arises. What does your body communicate with you? Can you make shifts and choices that look different than what you're used to? And be curious about them. Release the need for an outcome. And listen deeply to your body. Have your pleasure reveal what's ready to be met, to be looked at, to go a different way, to be released from your body perhaps, so that there's more room, more space in this divine sacred channel of yours to be you. And with a breath of gratitude, thank you all for sharing in this powerful moment, in this practice. Take it, within it, take it with you in your day. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is available for private sessions, and you can find more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, manifest your heart's desires, and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.